What's up? How are you doing today? This is Jonathan Smith, your host here at Shooting the Schmitz, podcast number one of the day since we missed yesterday. And in this one, I will be unveiling a new category of athlete. But first, before we get into it, double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce. Now we're going to get into it. I'm so excited to unveil this new category of athlete. We are going to call them Marvel Athletes. Marvel as in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not as in, you know, we marvel at their abilities kind of Marvel, right? Marvel as in the movies, you know, Iron Man, you know, the Avengers, um, WandaVision, all that kind of stuff, right? And the thing about a Marvel movie, whether it's, you know, an actual movie or it's the series that they're dropping on Disney+, Plus, you know what you're going to get most of the time, right? Like, you know that you're going to get a bunch of action. You know you're going to get a whole bunch of fight scenes. You're going to get explosions. You may even see a car chase. What's really weird, though, is there's, like, all this action and fighting, but there's very little blood. But that's beside the point. You know you're going to get a little bit of humor. Okay, you're going to get a good guy versus bad guy kind of complex in there. And you know you're also going to get some kind of smoking hot girl in there, right? Now, there may be a couple things that I might be missing, but all in all, you know what you're going to get. In addition to that, when you go to a Marvel movie, you are not expecting a Goodwill Hunting, Oscar nomination level kind of film, okay? Like, you're expecting to go into the movie theater, watch the movie, and then walk out and look at your family, your friend that you went with, and say something like, that was a good movie, I might watch it again if it was on TV or maybe if I'm bored and I have nothing else to do. Now, for a couple of movies, you know, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're going to walk out and you're going to look at your buddy, your family, and you're like, oh my gosh, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen. That movie was awesome. For example, Thor Ragnarok was awesome. Avengers Endgame was on another level. Uh, Civil War, I really enjoyed, thought it was really, really good. And then you have the other end of the spectrum, Well, let's be honest, a few of them suck. Thor, A Dark World, not very good. The new one, Eternals, not very good. But for the most part, you know, I believe there are 27 movies. They're, you know, above average to good movies. That's kind of where they live, right? And the first athlete that comes to mind that kind of falls into that category of lives and puts up above average to good numbers will eventually or every now and then pop off and have a great game, and every now and then, you know, he'll have an absolute stinker, is an athlete who was reported that he's either going to be traded or released soon, and that is Amari Cooper. Now, this last year was a down year, but let's be honest, Dallas has four really good wide receivers in that wide receiver room. You know, CeeDee Lamb, you know, Michael Gallup, you know, guys like that. But Amari Cooper is usually really, really good. Okay, he'll have about three games where he looks like a top-tier wide receiver in the NFL. We saw it in week one this last year where he tore up the Buccaneers. He had another game where he had eight receptions, another game where he had nine. And then he'll have one or two games where he's bad. Like, I know he had a couple games this year where he only had two receptions. And you're questioning, you know, in those games, why your team went out and got him in the first place. But then again, in those fantastic games, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we have Amari Cooper. He's so great. I'm so glad that we went out and we paid the money for him. And then in those other 15 games, you walk away and you're like, you know, Amari Cooper, he had a good game. 
You know, and you can just kind of live with it. You're like, yeah, like he did what a number one wide receiver should do. Unless you're the Dallas Cowboys. Then, you know, you look at his numbers and you see what he did and you're like, you know what, it just wasn't good enough. You know, because we're, we're the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, we just expect everybody to be absolutely fantastic even though, you know, we have three other good receivers who were more than worthy of getting targets and that's, you know, why Mark Cooper didn't put up the numbers that they were probably expecting, right? Because let's be honest, the Cowboys, they're paying him a lot of money. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of talent in that wide receiver room and you're not going to put up you know, Devontae Adams-level numbers when the receivers around you are also really good. Whereas, you know, in Green Bay, there's a huge step down, you know, from Devontae Adams to, you know, scout uh, to Scantling and go and the other guys. So let's keep that in mind, Dallas, before we, you know, get rid of one of the best receivers in football. And now, Cowboys fans, who I feel so terrible for, they're going to have to sit through watching Amari Cooper be a top 10 to 15 wide receiver in the NFL this next year while Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are expected to step up, and we don't really know if they will, right? Like, I don't think anybody would deny that Amari Cooper was the best wide receiver on that roster. He was the guy that, you know, the NFL defenses would scheme around. They were the guys that they targeted. He was the guy that they were rolling the safety over to because, like like I said, let's make no mistake here. He's the best wide receiver on that roster, and the Cowboys are going to get rid of him for some reason, and it's Like, I want to be surprised, but this is just exactly what the Cowboys do. They get in their own way over and over and over again, and then, you know, they sit around and they wonder why they haven't won anything since the 90s. It's so frustrating just because I know I'm going to have to deal with these Cowboys fans, and I really don't want to do that. I don't even know why I'm doing this segment. But let's get into three teams here who I think would really, truly benefit from picking up Amari Cooper, teams that really need a number one wide receiver, which, you know, there's more teams in the NFL that need a true number one than I think we realize. But these are the first three teams that came to mind for me. Number one is the New England Patriots. It looks like they found their guy in Mac Jones. You know, he looks like he's going to be their future quarterback, who I think he's going to be good, not great. You know, I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy who can just put the offense on his back, doesn't matter who's around him. That's not who Mac Jones is. Like, he's going to need some help, especially early on in his career. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he gets to a point where, you know, he's able to just put the whole offense on his back and go score 30-plus points in a playoff game. But as of right now, Mac Jones isn't quite there yet. So he's going to need some elite weapons around him going forward to improve the offense. So why not go get a guy in Amari Cooper who's durable, a guy who you know is going to play in, you know, 16 of the 17 games every single season, a guy who has speed so he can stretch the defense, a guy who's great after the catch. I think it would do wonders for Mac Jones to have a guy like that. And let's be honest, New England, you're terrible at drafting wide receivers, so let's go and get a guy who's proven like Amari Cooper. The next team on my list, the Indianapolis Colts. Look, I like Michael Pittman Jr., but let's be honest, he's not a true number one wide receiver. He just isn't. Okay, the Colts haven't had a real number one wide receiver since Reggie Wayne, and that's no you know disrespect towards T.Y. Hilton, but it's the truth. Okay, the Colts are a team that are a quarterback and a real number one wide receiver away from being a legit Super Bowl contender. Okay, grabbing this kind of wide receiver could also spark some interest from guys like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, who are currently sitting around looking and evaluating all these NFL teams thinking where might I want to go and you can't tell me that they aren't looking at the receiver room saying you know what I wouldn't mind throwing the ball to Mike Evans down there in Tampa Bay I know Tom Brady just retired so maybe I want to go down there and just fill his shoes or maybe you know I wouldn't mind going to San Francisco to throw the ball to a guy like Debo Samuel and George Kittle and 
know, you know, you look at the Colts, and it's like Michael Pittman Jr., you know, I can find a lot of guys like him in the league, but you go get a guy like Amari Cooper, I mean, that's definitely, you know, an attractive addition to these quarterbacks that are looking to be on the move. And my final team here is the Philadelphia Eagles. They made the playoffs last year, put up a decent amount of points without a true number one wide receiver. You know, they averaged just under 26 points per game, which was good enough for 12th in the NFL. Jalen Hurts continues to improve. And if, look, if they can get him a true number one wide receiver, they could be a real threat to winning the NFC East this upcoming year. And let's be honest, I hope he goes to the Eagles just simply because it would be great to watch Amari Cooper tear up the Cowboys secondary twice a year and watch all the Cowboys all the Cowboys fans complain about it on Twitter. I think it would be absolutely incredible. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. And like I said, since... You know, I didn't drop a podcast on Monday. A second one is actually going to be coming out right after this. So make sure you just scroll up on whatever app you're using and click play on that one as well. So that's going to do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. I'll talk to you again here in a few minutes.